Hey everyone, this is George Edelman on the No Film School podcast. I think one of the hardest things to do in all of the entertainment industry is convince someone that an idea on the page is worth reading. Even if you've got a one-pager that just summarizes your script or your television show, it's extremely challenging to get people to read it and actually give thoughtful notes let alone read the whole script, pilot, screenplay, whatever it is you have. I've had to do this a lot. I've known a lot of people who've had to do this. There are no easy ways. The joke, but the not joke, is the people just don't read things. Today, I speak with the guys behind Script Hop. Script Hop is something we've covered on NoFilmSchool.com before in a story called Script Hop Wants to Be the Future of How Scripts Are Sold. We've also talked about it on our podcast, but this episode, I actually speak to the people who created it, and we talk about what it does, how it does it, and why it's useful. And I'll just kick it over to the interview because I think that it'll be mostly helpful to those of you who are considering how to package your scripts or your written material to hear from the people who made it and how they made it and why, because they really did try to solve a lot of the problems that face us when we are trying to get people to look beyond the words on the page. So here we go. Script talk. I'm really excited to talk to all of you. We've covered Script Top on No Film School. We've talked about Script Top on our podcast. And now we finally have the minds behind Script Top. We have Script Top present to talk about itself. Very excited about that. And um, look, you guys gave me a great tour uh, via Zoom that I want to make available if I can in our show notes for everybody to take a look at so they can get a sense of how this thing works. But so I know, but just for the purposes of our of our listeners, can you guys quickly? Is it possible to do like a quick like, hey, here's what here's what Script Top is in a nutshell? Absolutely. So we created Script Top to allow you to bundle everything you need to market your script in just one simple link. So people today, when they send out screenplays, it's done as an email with an attached PDF. And as soon as you hit that send button, you lose complete control of the process at that point. You don't even know if somebody clicked on your script to read it or if they even saw your email. So with this this link approach, it allows you to put multiple documents in place. Make sure that when everybody clicks the link, they have the most recent versions of your script or lookbook or whatever documents you put in there. And uh, it also includes uh, um, basically everything else you need to market your script to entice people to read. That is one of the big core things we are trying to address here is people's lack of kind of attention and, and uh, to, to get interested in a project. So this allows you to put, um, put things like your log line, your synopsis. We allow simple imagery to, uh, to kind of put people in the, the zone. Um, so when the recipient ends up getting that link, when they click it, they don't need any software. Uh, they don't even need an account. Um, nobody has to pay anything either. This is all entirely free. So when they click that link, up comes their browser, and then they see all they see all the information about your project, always the most recent information and access to the most recent version of your script. So that's pretty much script top in a nutshell. And I want to I want to talk about how you guys, all of your individual backgrounds, kind of led you to this point because script top 
um, and I'm aware of this, but you know, I don't know that everybody listening and everyone in our audience necessarily is, but Scriptop really does fill a need. And if you've been around the industry uh, and in the process of like writing, pitching, selling, packaging scripts, you're aware of you know some of the the holes that this thing is filling. But because of you guys, because of your all individual backgrounds, maybe we can go around and you can each kind of tell me, tell us where you came in on this or wh where you came from and what you think it, like how, what you saw missing that Scriptop addresses. Sure. Well, uh, so I'm Brian Austin. I'm the CEO of Scriptop. I'm probably the furthest outside of Hollywood. I'm based up in Portland, Oregon. Um, I came from environmental software engineering. I've always just been a huge fan of film and television. And I came up with an idea uh, this was uh, several years ago, I came up with an idea about an intelligent library system for studios and agencies that would manage uh, their screenplay libraries. And uh, that's when I kind of got connected to, to Scott. Um, so yeah, my background is I, I've, I've worked in environmental software and, and things around optimizing processes and workflows and information. And so, you know, from what my understanding of Hollywood was, um, I saw a need for this. And then when I got uh, connected to Scott, um, he basically helped kind of fill in the holes of that. We really refined and built out the system from there. Uh, again, that was a library system that we created initially. And then we built that and we're going to be launching that sometime in the near future uh, for studios and agencies and production companies. But along with building that, we kind of came to an idea that we needed to, to create something first. We needed to launch with something that was basically for the screenwriters because they are a very important component of, of this information. Process and some of, that, some of that library creating plays prominently into how Scriptop works because it accesses existing libraries and has an AI function. Like it's very sophisticated. Like I was kind of, I was impressed. It's not just something that puts together a package for you. It's, it's, it's intelligent. It is. Yeah, we, we put a lot of time and energy into we, we at first started off as just a curiosity. Could we do it? Uh, we, we want to build an AI that worked differently than other these these other natural language processing um, systems out there like Google has something, um, you know, IBM's Watson. If you upload a script into them and, and ask to get some kind of a summary of what it is, you just basically get garbage. And so. We, we built something specifically for, for screenplays. And, uh, and it actually, we, we started seeing a lot of great success with it. Um, we, we basically turned that system loose on helping the writers build these packets. So when somebody comes into our system and uploads a script to start their packet, our system begins by reading the script and building as much of the packet as it can for you. It can't do things like write a synopsis, but it can figure out who all your characters are and, and maybe put some brief descriptors around them. It figures out what the genre is. It even kind of does an estimate on the, the budget. Um, it picks lines of dialogue to showcase. Yes, it has. It's pretty, it does, which is yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and most people are pretty blown away by it. And oftentimes they just leave it. Uh, they the, rap, the writer can go in and change anything that we that we kind of pick out, but oftentimes they just leave it because it's actually a pretty good call. Scriptop has favorite lines from your movie. Yeah. <laughs> so with that, I guess I could probably hand it over to Scott since, uh, since I was introduced to him first and then he can uh, introduce himself. Yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Scott. And uh, I should say I'm a, I'm a writer uh, first. And I just wanted to say that the AI that we use, um, everything that we do with the AI, everything that we're doing is for the writers. So our it's all advisory board member approved. We have A-list writers on our board. And the AI uh, is, is there just to help the writer. We don't do anything predictive or judgmental. 
with uh, any of our systems. It's uh, it, and all of it again is overwritable or cut. You know, it, the packet is entirely customizable by the writer. So you know, the AI, what it's doing, you can still override it. You have total power over that. So I just want to make sure that was clear to your your listeners. And your advisory board is like a star-studded cast of, of creative people and influencers. Worth mentioning. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're impressed. Listed, there's some very big names on your <laughs> Yeah, we, we pinch ourselves. We're, we're like, yeah, it's an impressive board. Uh, people should definitely check it out on the website. So anyway, I, I should make my intro though. So I, I uh, did the film school thing. I worked at Endeavor, I should say, before it became WME and handprint. So I did the rounds and, you know, the halls of agencies and management companies. And I worked uh, for, I even had an internship at Searchlight, Light Flash, it was called. So I, I've done been reading since my graduate film school days. And I wound up spending the bulk of my time though at UTA. I did, uh, I was there over for over a decade. I read for about 10 years. I've read close to, uh, we did the math and I've read close to like 5,000 screenplays. You poor man. <laughs> you know what? I still enjoy reading. I'm that weird guy that still likes reading. I still read my I, friends. I do too. I'm just, I, I just had to make the joke, but I enjoy reading. No, so. it is. It, no, no. I know what you mean, though, because, uh, you know, 90% of that was bad <laughs> that I read. 90% of those 5,000 scripts were pretty bad. But you learn from reading bad screenplays. and um, Totally, yeah. I was a reader at UTA for like a decade, and then I became the director of the store department, and I was in charge of about, uh, I think at the max, like 14 readers. So that includes in-house readers and freelance readers. But I also had to rely largely on assistants and interns. And unfortunately, that's just a process that everybody, all writers are going to be subjected to. You're going to get distilled. Your work is going to be distilled down into a synopsis and a character breakdown. And unfortunately, a lot of the time, most of your listeners, if they're lucky enough to even get their script into UTA or a place like that, WME or ICM or any of these places, they're going to probably have an, an intern or an assistant do the coverage of your script. So that means, again, synopsis, character breakdowns and the comments. Even some of my Ivy League assistants would call me up and, and ask me, how do I read a script? So the idea here with the packet is that writers are going to at least with the packet be able to handle the factual distillations, the synopsis, the character breakdowns, so that they can spend a lot of time and do a great job on it. Whereas, you know, one of these interns or assistants they're burning the midnight oil. They're doing that at 2 a.m. And they're spending half an hour on your script doing that. Your background is extremely relevant to what ScriptTop does and why it's useful. In our community, we're aware that like there's a lot of hoops to go through. There are a lot of gatekeepers. And it starts whether it's a festival or it's a submission of a script. And like you said, you can't even just get a script read at a UTA mm -hmm. or, or a WME or a CAA. You have to go through the proper channels even to get to that. But once you do... Yeah, there's a good chance it's going to be an intern who's read a bunch of scripts and is trying to blow through stuff and move on to the next thing and write a quick coverage thing. And so that's why it's so critical to have, you know, not play that game of telephone. My question here before we move forward is like, Script Top helps you, like you can do that stuff without Script Top, right? You yes. can create the package when you submit it. So yeah. what is it, what is it you guys 
tried to like shorten or how did you try to uh, truncate and, and streamline what that is? So everybody kind of has to do it. I mean, there's a lot of advantages to script top for someone out there who's just like, yeah, I can write my sure. own blog line. You know? Right. Well, I think one of the crucial things that I was about to step into was this is the first interactive presentation of your script, of your project, of your vision. It makes the distillations actually interactive and entice the reader into the screenplay. Um, I'll let Brian talk a little bit about that, um, the entry point system and that kind of thing. I'm going to Actually, yeah. I mean, I would also just say, having looked at it, I think it makes it seem fun to do, oh, like it, yeah, like for the for totally. the user, like it's it's like, oh, I want to do this, as yeah. opposed to it being like extra chores. No, people are telling us it's addictive. People have been telling us it's actually an addictive user interface. One of the things to hop in on why you would use ScriptPop versus just trying to send that stuff in separately, you know, there's there's two routes of doing that separately is is create a very long email. <laughs> which what will probably happen is somebody won't bother reading the email and they might even just grab your script and forward it along without all the stuff you wrote in there. Another approach is, you know, trying to create other attachments to your email. Again, you're going to have the same problem. People could, could very well ignore that. And then there's the, the worst thing you could do, which would be to really modify your script itself. You know, write, write your logline synopsis on the title page of your script. And, you know, already that, you know, some people are that, that, that already kind of set yourself up in a possibly a bad spot depending on the reader. So, you know, we, we have that ability that people can click on the link, they can get the clean and pristine script, and then they have access to all the information about your script. So we fully think that, I mean, readers would be kind of nuts not to just copy and paste your log line and your synopsis into their coverage materials. Um, maybe in, in their, the rare case, uh, one of our one of the writers might not do the best job on their own synopsis, but it's still then it's up to the reader. I mean, they could go, okay, this wasn't the best synopsis, I'll go ahead and write one. But right. I think most of the time they're going to want to save themselves a lot of work. That's writing a synopsis is a very stressful thing for for a reader to have to do, especially in a complicated yeah. script. Eats up their time, and you want them to have more time to meaningfully contemplate your script because they're going to judge it. And we're not in any way infringing on that process. We want them. We want to make them as creative as possible as they read your script, and you know, possibly offer solutions if it isn't if it isn't working. Um, and but again, I just want to say again that within that th this process, because you know a lot of your listeners will think, well, there are other uh, platforms or systems that have us do a log line or a synopsis. You got to go to the website and actually see what this does because it it is visually just really exciting. Um, and even if you don't want visuals, uh, just the entry point system. Uh, makes the process uh, exciting because if you're reading a synopsis sees for me, and again, I did close to 5,000 of them, they are dry. They're, they're, they're a rather dry experience, but you have to do them. We all rely on them. We all need them in the business. But imagine that you have that synopsis and then you have a little gateway within the synopsis, this little icon that you click on takes you right into the screenplay. And you can get a taste of the scene, and it's just much more exciting. Why don't we go over to Jory now? You introduce yourself and where you came into the process. Okay, uh, my name is Jory Weitz. I'm a casting director and a producer, and I was kind of an outlier to like Brian in a sense because I, when I was in New York, where I'm from, I I was in the record industry, and I just kind of um, literally fell into casting. I wasn't looking for it, and it was just kind of there. But um, but there was never 
a moment when I would be sending a script out that I knew that the person on the other side was receiving it, would, would, that, that they would be reading that, that they would be interacting with that, and they would make me uh, have a more expansive and a, a much more activated kind of sense of who I was as a casting director uh, because of that, because, you know, there was so, so much more interplay and, and like how Scott was talking about how kind of interactive it was. Like that's that to me was what the business was. And then I came out to L.A. and that all went to shit. But um, but I, like I came out to L.A. and basically, you know, it's great because everything just expanded. I worked on like Edward Scissorhands and I was worked on, on Coppola's Dracula. And, and the thing that was so amazing about working, not just because of who those people were, but how collaborative they were. But, you know, Scott and I are both alike like that because we both are such uh, unwavering um, sort of fans of, uh, on a literary level there. We, we have such a deep rooted appreciation uh, for writers, and I and and that's what I, my job is to do, for, and I take that very seriously as as a casting director and as a producer, to be that first line of defense um, and offense for for you know a writer or if it's a writer director whatever that is, and and sometimes you know I think for writers maybe they're not um, they haven't really kind of preset themselves that way they're just kind of more in the in the artist mode there. Jory's the producer and, and casting agent for Napoleon Dynamite, and uh, I, which I think is one of the most amazing casting jobs ever. Yeah, he just put out a nice little film this week called The, the, oh, yeah. the Great Divide. It's it's great. It's really good. Yeah. It's a great movie. David Thank Cross, Trevor Messing. Please go check that out. Yeah. Thank you, guys. It's, 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 it's nice meeting you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because and that's what I love working with Scott and Brian, because we both we all complement each other, we all bring diverse kind of backgrounds, and so we we keep opening up bigger conversations. The reconnection, I think, for the industry, the rewiring of the industry to 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 be more curious, to be more engaged in, in with writers, and and have and again to take the, that writer out from behind the curtain there, and for them to have so much more of a vibrant kind of narrative for what they've created instead of just, you know, a, a singular document of sending a PDF out uh, with that script there it is we're living in a different time. And it's like, and that's the reality. And so, um, and, and that's just like the reality I'm adjusting to having my film come out now um, that, you know, cause distribution has changed. We're, we've like, we're self distributing like the film, but like, but everybody is going to have to make, it's going to have to call these audibles like every day. You're going to have to like search out new information and find new methodologies and functionalities for being in this business. Like you just have to be. And, and for writers, they you know need to have a much more engaged and a much more potent way to market themselves um, because, because that engagement is something that has kind of like slipped out of our consciousness, I think, because of the acceleration and the expansion of the business. So Yeah, things have changed rapidly and are changing rapidly and, and even more so now, given the extreme circumstances of global pandemic and how that's changed our industry. But I think that this tool kind of speaks to this idea of cutting through the noise at various stages, which we talk about a lot at No Film School. But 
there there are a lot of people out there now capable. You know, there was a time when everyone could write something, but not everyone could go out and shoot something. But now everyone can also go out and shoot something. Um, how you get through the noise and get seen and get attention is becoming the critical, like defining element. And, you know, a script is a script. It's hard to get people to read. I think we can all agree. And it's and it's hard to get people to 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 read with comprehension of like what the potential is. So to me, the exciting thing about the tool script top and what I want to hear maybe more from you guys on a little bit is the potential to demonstrate the potential of your story um, past just the words on the page. You know, Jory was saying we often get evangelical and I was just remembering a moment. This is just one of our features in the packet. And again, it's the writer's choice to use it or not to use it. But it's uh, the highlight reel. And Jory and I were kind of, we were looking at a script uh, that was put in the, into the packet. And the highlight reel basically uh, creates a kind of a trailer that you, very easy to create, just taking your dialogue, the actual text. And then if you want, you can, um, you can have uh, imagery in that, like just the imagery I put in the packet is just images I found on Google. There was nothing that I had to create there and it's still really cool. But we were looking at this script and we were, uh, we were just talking about how, how as the, uh, as the highlight reel fades in and out the text of your script, if, if that script is at all good, it, there's a, a psychological trick to it that you're so, your interest is so peaked as it fades in and out. You're like, what's coming next? What's the next bit of dialogue, because that dialogue was really interesting. And it immediately starts to hook you and draw you in. And so Jory and I were getting, <laughs> I was just thinking, Jory, about, you know, when you, as you said, Evangelical, we were both like, oh my God, I would totally use this. And that was, we knew we were in the, headed in the right, right direction as producers, because I've done a little uh, producing myself, um, that I would totally use this to discover new scripts. And if I saw enough, you know, you, sh you should hopefully, if you're a decent writer, be able to carve out a couple, you know, choice lines to put into the highlight reel. You're going to pique my interest. So, yeah. Anyway. We put a lot of thought into the design of the packet. Uh, we, we've considered both sides. We wanted to allow the writers to express their creativity. Um, but we're also very cognizant of protecting the writers from themselves, maybe in in overdoing it. Uh, you know, like, and you got to put yourself in the agent's shoes. You know, they're getting all these scripts sent to them. They want to be able to get to the information and find out what they want quickly. They don't want to sit through a giant animation or something something crazy. So we we do kind of control the amount of imagery. We don't allow actual animations. Uh, we just allow like some subtle fade ins and fade outs of of images that that's your choice in that highlight reel. But the entire design of that packet is meant to drive people downward. It's, uh, you know, it's almost a psychological <laughs> exercise that it just keeps encouraging people to go further and further down. And as you, you start going down, you, you know, you learn about what the genre is, what the log line is. You get to see that highlight reel that entices you with the fade ins and fade outs. Um, if you have a project that actually has some momentum going, because that's one of the first things that agents are going to want to look at is, all right, who's attached to this thing? Why should I care? And so they're going to know immediately what section to go to to look. Rather like a lookbook, they're not going to know is that on page two, is it on page 15? 
you know, lookbook, um, lookbook stress and, and people, people, you know, get both the writers have, have stress putting the lookbook together and people often get fatigued trying to review those documents. So ours is a nice way to encapsulate everything you need in a, you know, a, a brief way, but people can dive in interactively to know what they want more. So for example, like if you get an attached producer, you can even have them click the producer's name to find out why they uh, up can come a statement as why that producer joined up on the project. And as you scroll down further through the, the packet, you see the synopsis, and then you see a whole section that is dedicated for the writer to make their case on why this this uh, this project should get made. It's, it's their place to make an argument where it's really like, would, where else would you know to make that argument? Would you make it in your email? Would you create a giant email that people just aren't going to read? Uh, maybe you're not going to be able to get a chance to pitch to somebody in person. So this is that place for you to have an expected place that we think uh, agents are actually going to look down to go, okay, why should this get made? And they're going to look down to see that, that the reasoning why the writer thinks this is a timely, uh, maybe a timely story for something that's going on in the world today, or what's the big hook, you know, that's going to grab the audience. And we even allow them to, a, a special place for them to put uh, like any kind of financial stuff. So maybe there's a toy line or something that could be involved. Um, so, you know, the whole packet design is, is we spent a lot of time putting it so it really entices people to just kind of progress further and further down and, and get them more excited about your project. And the other cool thing about it is the interactivity. It always feels like it's just right above, hovering above the script because there's so many places that'll allow you to dive right into the script on where it's meaningful, whether you're reading like the character description you might see a certain line about the character went through a traumatic experience in the uh, in the story itself. There'll be that one of those little entry point links that Scott was talking about. You can click right there and go right to that page of the script. Boom! It just pops right up there, and see what uh, what that what that's about. Um, especially in comedies, you know, things like a synopsis can be pretty dry for a comedy. You know, so you can put an entry point that might take somebody to like one of the really funny moments uh, in there. So that's that's a lot of what the pack's been designed to do, and and why it's more important to you know than just attaching a, a synopsis or a log line in your email that, that could get ignored. It's really a lot of care and effort to get people, like we say on the website, you know, it, it literally excites people to read your script. As we get into these conversations, I always kind of like hear something differently, and and it makes me kind of think I'm also an acting coach, and when, whenever I'm working. Uh, with clients, I said, okay, let's slow things down here and, and let's kind of do the core work here. Let's try to figure, I said, okay, you know, like, you know, let's, let's deconstruct this here. Let's, let's, you know, cause as an actor, you have to be the production designer. You have to be the casting director. You have to kind of like, you want to bring again, as much dimension um, to, to this a, a vitality to it. And, and cause you're building your truth. And, and just like if you're going to the gym, you have to do that core work first. You cannot escape. It's inescapable there. What Script Hub does, I mean, for me as a casting director and as a producer, it slows it down. It slows it down so that, you know, because of the rapidity of the, the business and the expansion of the business, I think every, you know, development is not, it's not to say it's it's a thing of the past there, but I think I think it's onto the the writer to kind of like be self developing there and be able to do that core work 
um, so that they have the ability to, and uh, like everything that Scott and Brian just laid out there, that they have so many of these kind of checkpoints for themselves. And I just got off the phone with a writer who moved here from the UK, went to a good film school, came here, and all of a sudden everything, not to say everything went to shit, but everything kind of like she felt like she lost control. She doesn't, she doesn't, she said, who do I, what should I send out? What right kind of writer should I be? I, I, I write dark comedies, but I also really kind of attracted to more dramatic stuff. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're like, she became so fragmented so quickly. And it's kind of spilling over into her writing where she's losing, she's creating blind spots for herself within what she's created. And I think, I think this, what Script Hop does is really is slow it down. And so that you could start doing that core work and really kind of like, you know, break down the anatomy, like how Scott always says, of, of what, of what your, your creation is and before this goes out into the marketplace. I mean, you just you want to make sure that you know the truth and that you've you know, created, you know, something that is an extension, you know, of, of you know, that voice and that truth. Well, and Jory, uh, what Jory's talking about, it, it makes your, your script better. This whole process, the yeah. reverse engineering process of, of using the packet um, with your script, you learn, it's, it like it's like an x-ray of the anatomy of your, your screenplay. And you will, you will find through doing this often what's missing. We got um, one university was, was, was one of our early betas and they all sent us, we got like notes from all the students Every single one of them, we were kind of surprised it was this unanimous that they they really loved Script Hop, but they were critical of their own work. They were all saying sort of like, um, you know, and they're students and they're still learning the craft. And they 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 would say, I love Script Hop. Uh, it's pointing out that I need to go back and, you know, add add this to this character or that I'm missing a lot in the plot. I mean, if you can't write a synopsis uh, using our tips and the, 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 the protocols that we suggest in your approach to a synopsis, if you're having trouble doing it with those tips, chances are you're lacking a central conflict or, you know, enough plot points, enough of, of eventful things in your, in your screenplay to actually, you know, yeah. complete a synopsis. Even something I'm working on now at Script where, where a concept artist created some art and because he has a completely you know, a, a much more objective kind of uh, sort of perspective, he started asking all these questions about the historical components of the characters and the script and everything else like that, that we hadn't really even put out there. And so, and for the writer, all of a sudden, like even at this stage, he is all of a sudden being confronted with something, you know, with something more about on the, on the level of backstory and things that maybe we just took for granted or something else like that, but that's already opened up. Like we're having this call this afternoon, which the writer's really excited about because he, he's been living with this. He created this like a decade ago and now he has all these, you know, I brought a you know, director on board. I brought a BFX person on board and me as a casting director. And we're all, not say challenging what he's created there we're just we're expanding it we're opening it up and that's again that's what script top does i mean for for me for what i do for my job and it'll make it so much of, of an accessible powerful kind of conversation for me to have with agents with financers you know with buyers things like that like that 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 i'm, I'm much more limited in my current state of being there 
uh, of just sending out a PDF with a separate attachment for, a, you know, a lookbook, you know, or a Bible or something else like that. Like you're still not learning any more about who the writer is. I mean, that's, and that's what we're trying to celebrate on that level. You, know? you guys have all touched on something that I want to bring up certainly before we wrap, but like that there's a potential here for this to be a tool. Well, there's two things I want to mention. Um, one is like, this can help people fund a movie, right? We've talked a lot about it in the context of uh, getting through to agents and, and coverage and things, but actually like a writer out there who's just like, I want to get financing for this movie. This could be a tool that helps you sell the project from the bottom up. But the other thing I wanted to mention, and I want to hear your guys' thoughts on is, is this a good educational tool? Because you've touched on the idea that you can learn how to make your script better through ScriptTop. Are there, are there ways you could put a draft in ScriptTop and sort of explore like what your log line and what your packet would look like, and then maybe come back and reassess, you know, are there methods you've thought about like that? Yeah, we actually, um, it, it was actually something we discovered after we built the, the packet was the application for uh, universities. And we've got, um, we've got like somebody from AFI on our, on our advisory board, uh, one of the top screenwriting professors at USC. And we're, every call, we're taking almost a call every two days from a university wanting to roll this thing out uh, for their students. And because it is a educational tool, we, we, we recommend that after you finish your first draft of the script, that's the best time to upload your script into our system. And then just the process of building the packet is so educational. It's, it's almost like a workbook in itself to teach you how to market your script. And so that's what a lot of universities have glommed onto to, um, to roll out and, and allow their students to kind of learn about that aspect of the business. But then the thing we really didn't see coming so much was that, that thing where it's the reverse engineering of your script, where through doing this process and, and like we, we put tons of tips and everything that help people say, you know, help guide people to write a synopsis or a log line, character descriptions, things like that. They've found that going through and doing that, they they go back and improve their script. They figure, okay, they, my characters just aren't exciting enough. You know, I need to go back and and do this or throughout the doing their synopsis, everything. It just it's been just a really great tool for um, for writers. And then again, um, our even our screenwriting professor at USU has been teaching it for for decades. He he learned when he started using it. He's like, wow, this actually made me go back and write, <laughs> improve my script and, and better it. In a way, I learned more working in the story department and doing the work there, those distillations there than I did at going to, to film school. So it's a similar kind of analogy that the packet is, is sort of the writer doing that, that, that work to learn about self-reflectively about their work. Um, you know, I just want to add again that, you know, with my experience as a writer, you know, then I also got to see the other side of, what the agencies actually want and how they're actually dealing with people like myself. It was just an amazing education uh, working at, at WME and, and UTA. And, and uh, so the, the packet is really designed to be that, the, the sort of bridge of that experience. Is there ever going to be a cost or is there any kind of cost to users or to anybody? And And I also want to talk about the security aspect of it, because I think that's an important element for creatives to understand is that this, you can see who's read it, you can see how many times. I, I, I want to make sure we touch on that. 
Yeah, so the cost part, um, people often may be a little suspicious of that because it is free. It's free for the writer to do as many scripts as they want to send out, uh, and it's free for any recipients. Um, we just really want to encourage people to use this platform because we do have in mind building other tools that we can actually turn around and sell um, that build on this, this idea of the, of the packet. Um, first is what we already talked about with that library system. So that's something we can go and sell to studios, agencies, production companies to help them manage all their scripts and these packets that come in. And that's, that's where we can turn around and make our money. And then all these other uh, kind of assisting little workflow ideas that we've, we've got um, uh, for, for you know, years down. We've got like five years of development of stuff we want to build that's all going to be very cool. And I think once people get a, a true picture of what the end of that, that is, they're going to see that we really stepped into the industry and created such a fantastic um, pipeline for people to get their content, you know, uh, to the right people, keep their vision. As, you know, we're always telling writers, secure your vision, make sure your vision kind of progresses along with your script. And then to help just basically movies get made, you know, the idea that, that such fantastic movies take 10 plus years to get made sometimes, or, or if ever, uh, we really want to, to step in and try and make that a better, a better process. Brian, speaking to that, did we talk, I, I can't remember enough, we mentioned that you get the alerts you know, right right now today, when you just attach a PDF and hit your send button on an email, you don't know what happened. So, uh, with our system, I mean, that's the first thing is when somebody receives the link, uh, they click on the link, you get a notification, so you know that somebody has started to look at your at your um, at your packet. Uh, you can you see a counter, you see stats uh, for those links, and you can see like how many people actually did choose in to click and read your script, not just kind of you know peruse the packet. Uh, if somebody clicked on your name to learn about you, um, there, there's all sorts of stats and stuff you can get with it. And then if you start seeing something went a little a little out of control, like you send it to you know two people, but all of a sudden you have a hundred people reading this, maybe that's a concern, and you can just deactivate the link. You know that's not something when your PDF is out there today, it's out there. That that's it. Um, so, so we add a whole layer of security along with that. And one of the things we're going to be, uh, this is, this is news that we haven't announced anywhere else, but one of the things that's going to be coming in version uh, 1.1, that's going to be out sometime, um, probably early to mid October is even more security features to basically require if somebody's going to download your PDF, uh, out of the packet, that it'll automatically watermark it toward them. Um, so you don't have to deal with that kind of stuff. And we're going to offer, uh, systems as well that will kind of, um, allow allow you when you send these uh, links out that that people won't be able to really forward them to other people. Uh, so, so we're going to be really adding a lot of security to the thing, and um, we think it's just a, a much smarter approach. And and again, that whole making sure everybody has the most recent revision. You know, we've 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 talked. To, we've had people email us to say that we saved their ass because they accidentally sent out a bad script. You know, like they screwed up something in their script, and they go, "Oh my god!" You know, so they they have that that moment of awkwardness where they'd have to send out an apology email. Please read this script. Yeah, please read this right. version instead of that. You know, I mean, that's that's security in itself, right yeah, there. Yeah, I want to thank you guys again for doing this. I think it's a really exciting product. And I think that uh, people won't know, like, seriously, you won't know until you've looked at it and used it. We can only talk so much about it um, because the UX is a big part of what makes this unique to me and so valuable. It's so quick and responsive and, and fun to use that it, it kind of gets you going creatively. And I think that uh, that's the genius. Um, so I'm excited for it. And thank you guys so much for being on. And we'll, we'll keep tracking it and updating as, as you update. So thanks. 
Thanks, George. One thing I wanted to talk about real quick is um, ScriptUp is just, all you have to do is go to www.scriptup.com and click on the start your first packet uh, link right up at the top. Uh, we are currently for the next month or so, we're still in an invitation only system. So if you actually know a writer that's currently using it, ask them, they can give you an invite. Um, or we have a place for you to put your email in and get put in the queue. And then uh, the system will send you an invite after maybe uh, within within a week, I think, is the, the level it's going at now. We're just trying to kind of balance things, make sure everybody has the best experience possible in there. But that invite system is going to go away uh, mid-October. Thanks for adding in the most important thing, which I completely forgot, which is where they can get it. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. I think ScriptTop is a really intriguing app, a piece of software tool that you can use to help people get deeper into your story. Uh, I'd be really curious to know from anybody who's using it what they think uh, or any questions you have about it or for us in general. You can always send that to ask at nofilmschool.com. Head over to nofilmschool.com, of course, and read all the other exciting stories we have. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. Please like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. Listen to our weekly news show with myself, Charles Hain, and sometimes Oakley Anderson Moore, and sometimes Michelle De La Tour, and sometimes other people too. Thanks so much for listening. Look forward to hearing from you. <laughs>